2: Brilliantly boring since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a National Association member, FDIC. Hey, this is Annie and Samantha. And welcome to "Stephanie Never Told You," a production of iHeartRadio.
1: Welcome to what is going to be my segment of Unhappy Hour of our sub-sub segments that we do sometimes of all the many sub-sub segments of things. Um, So many. Yeah, you know, Annie... Typically, I come in with just the drinks and talking about what's happening in the industry or, or about the new drinks or the new companies or the new CEOs or creators or crafters. Um, and we've been talking a lot about sex in the city. And then, of course, you come in and you do your beautiful uh, conversations about uh, your life and what's going on with you as you're discovering yourself and just kind of unraveling some of the trauma as well as unraveling some of the stigma that you've seen when it comes to things you love, like fan fiction and uh, Marvel and Star Wars and all the beautiful things which I love being a part of this journey. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, and so I was like, you know I'm gonna I'm gonna twist it off and do a little of my own concerns, which may be a little much for a lot of people. so yes, this is I guess this is just me complaining in the best way possible that I can describe. Um, But uh, it is going to be about abortion. It is about adoption. And I know I've been talking on it a lot, but y'all, it's very personal for me. And so I feel like it's something that I need to talk about, something that I need to keep reiterating because I don't know how many of the fam know adoptees who are hearing this narrative, as well as trying to really uh, shine a light of what this feels like for someone who is personally being called out as uh, a solution. So I did want to take that time. But again, this is kind of that caveat of like, yes, we're going to talk about abortions. If you're so tired, if you're overwhelmed, if you just need a break, this might not be the moment to have this conversation. And I get it. For those of us who are in the adoptee world, for those of us who's been in the social work world, for those of us who's been in the system, if this is a little much, I get it too. So bypass. That's the warning at the top. Also, it is an unhappy hour, so it's it's where I like to drink with my friend Danny <laughs> and have this conversation. So, a drink responsibly if you are drinking. Whatever you're doing in your self care, make sure it's for care and uh, yeah. not uh, self abuse. Um, a, B. We are not being sponsored specifically by any of the drinks that we talk about. Um, so, you know, if someone w- out there wants to.
2: You <laughs> exactly.
1: Give us a ring because we a like A ring. It. I know. <laughs> yes. I feel like I need to throw it back. So <laughs> speaking of that, Annie, what are you sipping on?
2: I made a bit of a like beer gin and tonic thing.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> again, I'm having
2: to get creative because I don't have much stuff here. Uh, and I keep putting off going to the store. So it's been a real interesting... I've created a lot of things. Some of them good, some 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 of them bad. I like it. Uh, It's actually really refreshing. It's kind of like saltier than...
1: So it's beer and gin and tonic? Yeah, and some lime. A little bit of lime. You just Mm -hmm. wanted to add the beer in there to give itself a surprise? (laughs)
2: <laughs> I just feel like I always say gin and tonic and I'm I gotta mix it up sometimes that's all
1: you know, I get it I feel that same way I feel like I need to mix it up a lot because I'm like I don't want them to think I only drink this one drink even right, though I do exactly. love this one drink yeah speaking of <laughs> yeah I am actually drinking a uh ginger beer with gin and lime this is my little twist today is that a called a thing
2: yeah a, a twist
1: no 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 like what is oh, a gin oh. and uh gin and ginger beer thing I'm sure it is. I just don't know the name of it. Yeah, I mean, the pun, pun is stormy. right there because
2: it's ginger beer. I mean, ginger beer. Ginger
1: gin beer. Ginger gin, gin, gin beer? There, oh, you're going to do a Star Wars pun. I know it's coming. Kind of, <laughs> uh, like I'm excited beer. for it. Please do it. Please do it. Yes. Ginger so beer. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. So, as okay. we begin, um, yeah, at the top, we talked about the fact that um, I do want to talk about this adoption thing. And there's been a tweet uh, meme going around, and it's kind of fading, thank God, um, because I had a lot of feelings about it, which was essentially a joke that was taken from a conservative picture that were like white couples, couples coming around saying, we'll adopt your baby, as if that's the influence for someone to not get an abortion in this whole abortion argument. We've already talked about uh, Justice Cohen Barrett saying, they need to adopt. We need more babies out there, which is an absurd conversation. Essentially, uh, trying to human traffic babies saying that we need more supply. We know there is a conspiracy theory ideal that uh, they are saying that they're uh, trying to wipe out white children. Mm-hmm. So making sure that this is that narrative and having that hysterical uh, conversation of be careful, abortionists who just really want to wipe out white children. This is a way of getting rid of, rid of the supremacy. Um, We know that's happening, as in fact, they're talking about the fact that there's not enough children in the market, literally saying that there's not enough children in the adoption market, which we've talked about previously uh, when we talk about surrogacy as well in our episode. But, you know, one of the things is that meme that came out. And so, of course... People making fun of that meme have been, say, doing like odd couples going, does we want to adopt your baby? And it's like a character from this or something that is supposed to be, you know, funny. Say, we'll adopt your baby. And I have a lot of feeling because I've seen people that I know do this post thinking that they are just being funny. I know there's no ill intent. But that's kind of the conversation and that's kind of the problem that I'm having in See This Narratives, that That's what we've become is a marketable uh, joke and a punchline. You know, so many times that uh, practical joke, you're adopted. It has been spread around to the constant thing um, to the point that I feel like I have to make jokes about myself. I have to make jokes about, oh, yeah, I look just like my dad who is very white and very tall. And it's it's. It's done out of love, I know, to try to make me feel like I fit in, but obviously it's othering me. I've already talked about my identity crisis as an Asian woman, being with a white family, an Asian, uh, I guess, liberal woman, is for and that's become a dirty word in my world all of a sudden, um, versus you know, my very conservative white family and that we are very different spectrums when it comes to what we see, that having a conversation with being a transracial adoptee, being told to fit into the status quo, which is cis white. Um, So there's a lot of confusion slash turmoil for me when it comes to this conversation. Um, And actually there was a, a tweet Or a conversation, I guess, on the NBC News social media platform, which my friend Michelle, who is in London—hey, Michelle. She doesn't listen to our shows, but might as well give her a uh, (laughs) shout-out—sent this uh, to me, this little tweet, and it's— a comment. It's a quote. And it says, "How do I grapple with that? My existence was a winning argument in a debate that eradicated my own rights, the rights of so many other people, and has set into motion what is probably going to be the unfurling of, you know, more civil rights across the board." And uh, it was a Korean adoptee named Stephanie Drinka who had posted this. And I feel this. I feel this to the core. There's so many things. And if I argue for rights, then I'm being told, well, you should be grateful of all people because you are saved from that. And by the way, that's a narrative I've whole, I've heard and I've even used for myself growing up because this is what I was indoctrinated with, that this was about children and the wiping out of children and murdering children. Um, And I did want to take a time because I'm sure for those, again, for our many listeners and for our fam, again, like I said, they know the arguments that we hear, but coming from my perspective as an adoptee, I have told you that I have a fear of being ungrateful or being seen as being ungrateful. And in this narrative, in these arguments, it's even more so that we are just used and weaponized um, at this point. And I kind of wanted to talk about this. I kind of wanted to share some of the comments that I'm reading and what it feels like for me to hear these comments. Uh, So, of course, (laughs) in between all of this, there's... I guess the new Hunter Biden stuff, which I don't really know. I did see a joke, which they're like, hey, dude, you need to learn secure lock. Someone tell this boy about the locking system. I don't know. Um, Mm -hmm. But, of course, it starts with uh, people saying, I can't stop thinking about the babies. Another comment, M.B. Sheer Sheer likes uh, babies being slaughtered ridiculous liberal article everyone in the world can find something to complain about and have their quote feelings hurt about when is everyone going to just grow up and learn how to deal with life without whining such contortions just to find a way to be offended or victimized nobody's telling an adopted person that they have no right to voice an opinion there's another side of of course when adoptees feel strongly that unborn life should be advocated for And what about the adopted people who are incredibly insulted and hurt when pro-abortion advocates say they should have just been killed instead? eliminate them was one of the things and I don't know what that means (laughs) just because you had a rough life doesn't mean you should decide for those in the womb there are many suicidal individuals with dead ideations which I didn't completely understand Um, I work with the states to establish regulation for abortion I would rather be adopted than aborted I don't know what the hell these people are talking about I've noticed the only people fighting for the right to kill babies are the ones who weren't aborted I feel like there's (laughs) yeah the logic (laughs) behind that logic problem Okay, okay. (laughs) Um, Leftists love a cause to be angry about, whether it's gun control, Ukraine, abortion, gay rights. What a miserable existence. Perhaps they should consider moving far, far away. Um, How about the rights of the unborn? Why don't you news outlets try to be fair and objective and maybe write something about the other side of the issue. No thought so. The leftist media is conditioning you people to hate America, to hate the flag, to hate the police, to hate the Supreme Court justice, to hate oil, to hate guns, to hate Elon Musk, to hate Donald Trump, to hate white people, to hate straight men, to hate Christians, to hate capitalism, and to believe that unborn isn't a life. Who benefits from this? Where's the influence coming from? Communist China. But like comments like that is what I have run into more than not. Like everything is based on feeling about killing babies, of course, repeatedly saying killing babies or being a victim, which I have heard repeatedly when it comes to adoptee children saying, I'm not happy. These are the things that I wish could change. These are the things I wish could have changed and being told I am ungrateful and that I should stop whining and complaining and be grateful for what I was given and understand my parents saved me. Which again is this whole narrative of a, we'll adopt your babies. We're gonna save you. And I've I've had this just rolling in my head and constantly just nagging at me. And I can't I can't escape it. It's a constant conversation and it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger, especially since literally they put it in one of the (laughs) arguments and part of the argument, like uh, Justice Cohen Barrett literally says it uh, a couple of times in those arguments. And I'm having a hard time reconciling with that because I know what is happening, that these points has already been utilized by one side to say this is a solution, which we know. We have already talked about the hundreds of thousands of children in foster care and who have not adopted, as well as uh, we've already talked about the fact that many children are returned uh, to the system because they don't want uh, damaged babies or damaged children as they would see it. And then now being a weaponized talking point to the other side um, in which we're just being dismissed altogether. And I say this in this manner of it's just become a topic and become less humanized and that's what I'm seeing and I don't know what to do about that this whole meme really kind of pointed out because people really thought it was funny to do this um, without understanding you're isolating a group of people who has been truly affected by this narrative who is being affected by this narrative and as we've slowly backtracked in understanding adoption is not a solution. I mean, Korea has finally stopped realizing, hey, oh, we've been making a lot of money and people are noticing that we're making, we're capitalizing onto this and people don't like it. Let's stop to the fact that uh, other countries have stopped it because there's been so much abuse within the system. And I'm not saying that adoptive parents are abusive. I'm not saying that foster parents are abusive. We're just saying that there's a lack of uh, real accountability in this. The idea that, honestly, when young children are do not work out in a home, they're being called rehomed. That's what they're saying. They're rehoming children. And I don't, Like, how demeaning of a term is that? And how often does that happen? It happens a lot. And I've said this before. I don't want to get back on my soapbox of if a child is adopted, if they've come from a hard background, they're going to have things to work through. And to pretend like they're coming in as perfect children who is going to be so grateful to you and just idolize you, which is what people think, that is absurd. That is absurd, unrealistic, and honestly, really traumatic and uh, possibly traumatizing to everyone involved.
0: Can I rant for a sec? Please.
2: Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music,
1: the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. I think I'm having to try to reconcile all of my ideals, all of my past trauma, all of my uh, current trauma, and all of my... um, newness in what i believe and i say newness because again i grew up in a very conservative home trying to please what i thought were my saviors until i got into college that that it took me so long to break out of that it is it's hard because there's also a part of that narrative in me that keeps saying it's so true i could have i could have not been here they could have just not you know had me what would have what would have happened you know like because i'm being told repeatedly they would have killed you, and they if because you were unwanted, literally, on a constant narrative, and that's kind of that big conversation too. They really love weaponizing that against adoptees. Remember, one time you weren't wanted. Just remember that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know. There's so much that I'm processing, and I'm in therapy, y'all. I'm in therapy. We've had to process this a few times, um, <laughs> trying to go through this conversation on what does this look like to me? How do I? How do I come to terms as an activist, as a person who is pro-choice, as a person who did grow up in a really hostile environment that truly believed this was killing babies, this was murder? Like, I've been taught abortion is murder. Like, that, there's no other way for me to phrase that. Do I think that's true? Absolutely not. Do I absolutely believe in the autonomy of women? Yes. Do I absolutely believe that these laws by... The political standpoint is a way of control? Absolutely, yes. But do I believe my family, my mother, who cried at a, like, a table because we were arguing about this, truly believes that this is murdering babies? Yes. I believe that. Because that's what she has been indoctrined to believe and cannot let that go. There's a lot to try to unfold for me. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I'm just so glad. I mean, it's it it makes it breaks my heart that you're going through this and i see it like when i hear these things i think of you and i think for a lot of people if you don't have somebody who's had this experience in your life then i hope that you're listening to this and you're going to be more mindful because it is painful um and a lot of it's callous and gross um but i'm very thankful that you're willing to share your your story and your feelings and your thoughts around all of this I know it's not not easy and there is a lot to unpack
1: well thank you for letting me have this time um y'all thank you for listening if you stuck around and please know it'll get, it gets better this is this is a process for a lot of us and I know each of us have been triggered or traumatized by something in this in this whole ordeal because it is all traumatizing and for us who have been taught that we need to fight Uh, to this point is exhausting and so that means sometimes our guards are up and sometimes our guards are down and uh, just being able to process it with y'all with you Annie has been an amazing outlet so thank you for giving me that time
2: thank you I love you yeah I love you (laughs) I love you. (laughs) This is how (laughs) unhappy hours naturally end. This kind of with like almost tears and like, but I love you though. I'm here for you. (laughs) And I guess
1: cheers to the future
2: with hope. Cheers. Cheers to the future with hope. Um, And cheers to you listeners. Uh, We really do value you listening and um, your responses. Uh, When you, you feel you have something you can commiserate with us, we love that. Uh, thank you so much for being open with us, too. So if you would like to email us, you can. Our email is stuffmediamomstuff at com. You can find us on Twitter at MomStuffPodcast or on Instagram at Stuff I've Never Told You. Thanks, as always, to our super producer, Christina.
0: We love you. We love you, too, Christina.
2: <laughs> and thanks to you for listening. Stuff on Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Whether that's live music at a historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laughing as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start
1: planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. This episode is brought to you by Pedigree. If you've been looking for love at first sight,
2: it is closer than you think. It can be found at your local shelter.